0: the the first two interviews and what I want to do here is start each, each time I talk to someone and going forward, what I want to do is like start with your title, whatever, whatever the company you work for title, they officially gave you your official title on the internal HR website. Like allies was something like educator analyst two, Uh, and, and so start with you sharing your, your title, but then kind of go back and figure out how you ended up there, like how, how you made key choices in your life. And we can cover your personal life too, but moments where you, you had a plan in your head of what you were going to be doing, Mm -hmm. but then your gut or your heart or something inside, like you went with that on the decision and it either worked out or it didn't.
1: Well, I could tell you off the jump. I never planned on doing what I'm doing now. So what do you do now? Never, (laughs) (laughs) never in a million (laughs) years, never in a million years um well my official title i'm a financial advisor at morgan stanley but my official like I ha- i'm a global sport and entertainment associate director also
0: global sport entertainment associate, associate director associate director yeah. and financial analyst
1: and well yeah uh advisor
0: financial advisor, advisor for morgan stanley. for
1: morgan stanley and you've been doing that for how long um as an advisor i've been doing it now a little over three years but I was—I've been with the firm for like four and a half, yeah, five, yeah almost maybe like even maybe five. But I was part time though at the beginning. So the way I kind of my process into that world wasn't—I'd say wasn't exactly standard, you know, operating. I guess standard business procedure in that world, coming from that world, because I fortunately shout out Billy Krause. I mean, you know, Billy, yeah. he. He, I guess, well, if let's start from the beginning then, if that, um, so fresh out of football, I mean, do you want to get into the football stuff? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge part of it. So <laughs> like, okay, you went, you went into college.
1: Correct. Why don't you
0: tell a quick version of your college
1: story, if there's a quick version of it. So, yeah. So obviously, so from Miami, went to, uh, Gulliver Prep, played football over there. Um, did that whole thing. had a few scholarship offers. So I guess if it goes, you know, I, I could talk about that part in the sense of following like your heart and, yeah, yeah, and gut. Cause that's great.
0: Like, I think the first because that's a huge, deci- had, exactly, yeah, that's
1: a huge decision. Exactly. That's a huge decision. You
0: had, so you were playing wide receiver in, in high school football. Correct. You were getting some traction, getting some heat, a lot of scholarship offers coming your way for college football.
1: Correct. So did that whole tour. So one summer I did, I mean, I had, I think six total offers. I wasn't super highly recruited at a, at a high school. Um, but yeah i had my first offer came from troy university it was actually in in alabama yeah uh then i got wake forest duke uh Ole miss and vanderbilt were my five offers and then i had a lot of attention from auburn at one point because i did really well at their camp so that just goes back to the tour so one summer I did the college tour like every, you know, kid with I went with my dad and my mom. We went to our first stop was Troy, which I mean, beautiful. I mean, look. I again coming from this town, coming from Miami. Like, I wasn't about to. I I couldn't even tell you where Troy is now. I know it's in Alabama, but it's like, man. It's (laughs) yeah. yeah, It's exactly yeah for sure. So, was there
0: a vibe like off the jump? Was there a vibe you were looking for in a college campus coming from Miami?
1: No, because I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what to expect. It's funny because like and, and. And I really saw that once post-college and I started, you know, experiencing other things. But like Miami, it's in its own little bubble compared to the rest of the world. I would say Miami, Las Vegas, LA, New York, like these big, yeah, these massive, you know, metropolitan cities are like, it's a different world growing up in them as opposed to just visiting them a few times and all like I had a good time. Because I remember when I started doing this college tour, and again, you start seeing you know, the United States, like, you know, the real United States, it's like, man, like it's a whole different world out here, like totally different world. <laughs> and that was a big cultural shock in the sense of, yeah. So like when I stepped foot on all these campuses, like I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really have, cause the only thing I knew was big lights and this and that. And, and so my whole perception of what, you know, growing up or what life should be was totally different when I got into you know when I saw when I saw Alabama for the first time when I saw North Carolina for the first time when I saw you know Nashville Tennessee for the first time and at Vanderbilt. Um, it's just a different, a different world, like totally different world.
0: So, but, so in this, going back to the original story here, so you, your first college that you're officially visiting, you got a full, full write-off scholarship. Yeah. So that's why you were visiting them. And so the first one you see is Troy, it's Troy
1: city, whose name you, I couldn't even remember. tell you, all I could so tell you, all I can oh man, I could tell you like driving in again, like you're in the deep South here. Like we're, we're in part, it's not like a, like a Birmingham of the world or, or a, a Tuscaloosa of the world. I, I've been to those places as well. It's just, all I remember on that drive is it's one way in, one way out. And it's just, like, it felt like there was, I mean, still, it felt like I was driving through, like, like a, a Civil War town, honestly, straight like straight up. Not, not so much from, like, a, a Confederate thing or anything like that, but just more of just, like, the old wooden houses, the old, it's just, like, it was as South as South could be, I guess. So, and again, coming from a town like this, so I was just like, "Yo, know, like where are that, barely had any cell phone service, um, like barely had, you know what I mean? Like had one little Mart at the thing that was- You're in the sticks. Exactly, like you're in the sticks and you get, you pull up to, camp, and this is like driving into campus. So there's really no town, like the town revolves around the, the campus. So when you get to campus, it's like, oh yeah, like this is, this is nice, this and that, but, when it came to like a social life or just any type of life outside of that, it was non-existent. Like it just did, like the next thing was you know Birmingham was three hours away. Like that was like you know the closest thing. Or wow. so it was one of those. So you,
0: it sounds like you knew right away, right?
1: As soon as you yeah, out. and that was no offense. I mean, again, this was that was no offense to you know the staff over there, anything because they were great, they were awesome, and they knew too. Like they knew it was an uphill battle trying to get you know kids to 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 you know recruit kids to there because again like unless you're really from there or understand it like it's not you know you you drop someone off in there it's not the most pleasant thing and it's just it's a big time cultural shock i should say
0: okay so i have a question because i know where you ended up and i feel like where you ended up we'll get to that in a second that didn't that wasn't a bustling metropolis
1: either no not at the time so so was there something else it
0: like what were you looking for I guess?
1: Well you- I knew like as cliche it's going as as cliche as it sounds and like you kind of I'm sure you listen to every recruit talk they all kind of say you know education education education. Yeah. And that was something obviously my parents were very keen on as well because you know my dad you know knew football very well and actually had mean you know he had interned with the Patriots at that time so he understood the business of football and this whole thing and and knew you know early on that regardless of of if i had an nfl career or not you know i'd still be i'd have to do something post football because that career like i mean you could ask any nfl guy it's not i mean it's other than tom brady's of the world it's not a very sustaining career you're not there very long so obviously being able to have a degree to fall back on was gonna be huge it was a paramount and and a a decision i made where instead if you notice the schools that actually like heavily recruited me all were very good academic schools you know the dukes of the world wake forest vanderbilt um were very good or very known for their education so those that was like a big big thing in my recruiting process not so much because from a football standpoint yeah could i have gone to a maybe better football school sure then i mean ultimately i ultimately ended up picking duke obviously but could i have gone to a better football school probably you know i could have maybe picked old miss or could have done i mean the auburns of the world and stuff like that but ultimately I, I would say my decision a big piece of my decision weighed heavily on my degree so
0: even as you're touring and you're going on these tours academics is, is
1: it was yeah for sure
0: okay so you go to troy we not necessarily i, I don't want to disparage any schools or anything but i don't know anything about troy so yeah it's not for academics or not they're just kind of a school they have they have a program i know they're fo- they have
1: football programs. correct and, and, and yeah and they're another d1 they're they're they were good they were for a while there too they were very competitive i mean they're just a smaller school so obviously it's you know they're they're already you know it's an uphill battle for them to begin with when it comes to being competitive and stuff like that. Um, But no, and again to your point, not to disparage them. It's a it was a beautiful place. The campus was. Be- I mean, they have a, they had a. I, this was ten years ago. I don't know if what's happened now. I have to imagine. I'm sure a lot's different now. But uh I mean, they had a nine hole golf course on there. They had yeah, they had um a nice student center. They had all the, all the other you know. I guess bells and whistles that come on college campuses and stuff like that, good food. Uh, I hung out on the campus for a while, but it was just, yeah, like... Okay, so
0: you're on this tour. You go with mom and dad. You 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 have a pretty good feeling from the jump. It might not...
1: Eat. To be honest, the only reason I went was out because they were my first offer. Okay. They were the first team... I A guess uh, said we want you to well lie. exactly like we i guess the first school that believed in me if you will so like out of respect to them yeah i was going to visit the place but i'd be lying if i there i mean they had to would have had to blow me out of this world for exactly. me to go to that school
0: okay. so you you go in, you already have an idea of what's going to happen but but you've got to i mean so this is how old are you at this time you're 17
1: 18? 18, yeah, I was you're old, 18 years old, old. 18. this is the
0: first like life altering decision. You're eventually going to make what school you're going to go to. You've got these five offers that are, good. So, so you have to make a choice between five schools, you have a general idea of what you want, probably going into the tours. I would imagine your parents and the people around you also had an idea of what they wanted for sure, before these tours, for sure. so you've got a lot of pressure from a lot of different areas wanting you to make decisions for different reasons. And at the end of the day, whenever you make this decision, which we're we're exploring now, like you had to take all those factors into consideration, what mom and dad want, what everyone else wants, for sure, people expect of me
1: for sure. For sure.
0: Okay. So all that's going on in your head as you're, you're doing this college tour. So you do Troy, that happens. You're not crazy about it. And then where do you go from Troy?
1: Uh, I went from Troy to, we went to North Carolina and i did uh i did duke and wake because they're i mean they were an, they're an hour away from each other
0: so you went right from troy and alabama over to over West, north carolina this
1: one week this before? was yeah we did it was like one summer it was like we ended up doing two weeks because we stopped in alabama saw rob and Al yeah. and all them uh and so it was a drive it was a, drive, it was a drive. It was driving yeah we were driving no we drove the whole we drove the whole thing oh wow yeah we just you drove, drove from it
0: from miami to troy we
1: drove miami to alabama to north carolina back to, or to Tennessee, back to Miami.
0: Okay, so you go from Troy, do some family stuff. Now you're in North Carolina, you're visiting Duke and UNC?
1: I'm visiting Duke and Wake Forest. Duke and Wake Forest. Yeah, Duke and Wake Forest. And at the time, this was, I remember this was back in 2009, Wake Forest had, ju- I think they won the ACC championship in 07, 08 or something like that. They were, it was, they were you know very good at the time they had just very competitive To whereas at the time duke wasn't as competitive at all really um and so that kind of gave them the edge at the time um i don't even know if i ever told this story out loud at duke but i originally so i guess from being alive to see how funny things work so i originally tried to commit to wake forest Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I tried to commit to Wake Forest. And this was during that trip, during that process, during that trip. Because I had seen Duke before, but we were just going again just to kind of – because we were in the area, so we'll just stop in. Yeah. Um. So I'd already seen it, knew it, knew what they had to offer, which was great. I mean, Coach Clark at the time and Scotty Montgomery was a guy who recruited me. Amazing people. Uh, I still talk to them to this day. Uh. But, again, just the leg up was kind of Wake was – more competitive at the time and i went to commit and they actually pulled my offer so i mean Whoa. it's it's
0: and how does that work
1: well it's funny because that's a lot of people don't get that in the like a lot of schools because you only allow i mean again the rules change all the time but at that time you're only allowed i think classes were like recruiting classes were you know 18 to 20 guys a year something like that but schools would offer you know you're not, schools aren't offering just 18 kids they're offering 100 kids you know what i mean and and it's one of those things where that if you have 100 kids commit to you all of a sudden you're like oh man what do i do yeah. like and you start you know you just start making up ways to oh you need a, a better score you need this or you need like you know what i mean like it's yeah. just their way of like hey we don't have a scholarship for you instead of basically saying like we, we like yeah we want another yeah exactly yeah like we're, we're going in another direction here yeah. they tell you like oh well you know you need xyz to have just again a, a pr thing kind of save face type of thing so yeah so during that trip wake force had actually had a wide receiver who played my position commit um at the time and i guess they might have thought that was just their guy for the for the class that year because certain teams only maybe take a certain number of receivers per class and stuff like that. Kind of the business, the business side of football. Um so I guess they had thought that I was just going to be their their guy for 2009 class. And so when I okay. called them to commit, they said something about my testing scores or something, just some some I guess BS about that. So I was like, all right, like that's fine, all good. Um and that's when I that's why that's why I committed to Duke. Okay. So,
0: wow, that's crazy. So I, I didn't know. I never heard that story. So yeah. so on the tour, going back to the tour here. So you, you visit both campuses in North Carolina. Yeah. Did, did anything stretch? well this is interesting so your gut your decision was wake for exactly
1: that's how i was So based point. on
0: this tour like you you came out of here and you're like wake forest is place?
1: yeah because western salem again was was beautiful i mean i mean there's not much going on either and over yeah. there like but it was same thing same thing with durham like a, a yeah. lot of the, the places are going a lot of these small towns now you know the raleigh durham area has blown up yeah. so duke duke was is a lot different as far as you know the the campus and the surrounding areas in Durham like it's an easier sell now back then it was just all it was all old tobacco industry and and forest like that's all that's all we had in the in the campus um so now it's an easier sell but Winston-Salem because I know a few buddies like later in life who actually went to Wake Forest and stuff like that who said like yeah like Winston-Salem there was like nothing like absolutely nothing going on over there um so, uh so yeah, it was it was just they a beautiful place, like I said. They also also had a like an undergraduate business program that was pretty appealing because uh, Duke doesn't have that undergraduate. Like they have a they have a grad program yeah. business wise, but undergrad they didn't have like a business program. Okay, so you can't major in business at Duke, right? Like unless maybe exactly now. You
0: did want to major because well, that's another interesting part. So at this point, you're you're eighteen. You're you're you've got these scholarship offers to play football in college D one, which is like semi-pro in the United States. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's yeah. like,
1: That's the, next, so it's it's the, the closest thing. Up. Yeah. It's the closest thing.
0: So you're, you're football, you're thinking football, but at the same time you have family members who played pro ball. Your, your dad worked in it for a little bit pro American football. So you know it's temporary anyway. So in the back of your head, you're still thinking, well, what am I going to do once the football thing's over, no matter where it goes? Yes. It sounds like business was sort of kind of on the periphery.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I didn't know. Like, I I think like any kid, like, yeah, like that's what you hear and think you're supposed to do. Because, yeah, like, I I mean, I guess social social construct tells us like yeah like we go to college and then go to the workforce whether it's business or this or like oh i knew i wasn't going to be a lawyer i mean i knew i wasn't going to try to be a doctor so i guess like the 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 business thing was i guess that was just the next that was just what you're supposed to do really like i didn't i didn't take it as like oh like i want to be an entrepreneur i want to be this it was just like i i guess this i mean this is what society is telling me i got to do basically yeah so that's kind of how i saw it
0: so that was your option so based on your gut, you go with Wake Forest, but life happens, stuff happens.
1: Correct. You end up at Duke. Yep.
0: You you accept Duke, you're committed to Duke, you're now going to to, to play football and study at Duke University, but you yeah. don't have the business program that you were hoping for.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't so much that I was hoping necessarily for that. It was just like now, like, okay, like what what do I do now? You know what I mean? What's going to be the next thing right. to major? And like what, like so it was that process, which... I mean that was of um, you know looking back on it I wouldn't have changed anything but the reality of the situation like school was always on the back burner and yeah. in, in college football. you know yeah football was always first so that was my thing it was for real just like I didn't necessarily care what I studied in um which you know again looking back on it I wish I would have you know like cha- yeah been you know made a you know change that attitude a little bit but
0: But understandably, you, you, so for those listeners, if there are any listeners Uh who don't know your story, I mean, you, you are uh, an all star, record breaking receiver starting freshman year. I mean, you're, you're, it's clear you're (laughs) going to be, I know you're being modest, but. (laughs) it's pretty obvious from the jump that you're going to be a guy that's drawing attention you have, there's reasons why you are thinking about football first. Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah. So that was, I think, yeah, fortunately enough, like I was put in a position at Duke to, to I got an opportunity early and, you know, made the most of it and ran with it. And yeah, like after my freshman year, it certainly was like okay like you know maybe this could be because to be honest with you when i stepped on campus like the nfl wasn't a thought like i i, like, I didn't think about like oh like i'm gonna be in the nfl like i didn't like it I'd honestly, i honestly i promise you i honestly didn't think about that until my like yeah like after that freshman year because i didn't think like going into my freshman year I, if anyone would have told me that i would have had yeah like been a freshman all-american or had you know broken a bunch of duke records and done all these things i would have said no way right you know like i didn't i, I wasn't expecting that or anticipating that so when that happened it was like oh well you know this whoa like i might be able to do this for a living yeah like i might be able to do this for a living.
0: What's your gut telling you at this point? At the end of freshman, so you, you get through freshman year. What did you pick a major yet?
1: No, First, okay, no, so no, you no. don't
0: really know what your major is, but that's okay because right now it's all football. Yeah, it's going awesome. Yeah, you're breaking records. Yeah, you're drawing national attention. Correct. As a football player, as a wide receiver, so now all of a sudden these other avenues are opening up that weren't necessarily on the radar. Correct. What's your gut telling you at the end of freshman year? Like, okay
1: my gut was telling me like this is could be a real thing like this is a real possibility like when i say real possibility i mean like football for a living like the nfl like the next step yeah could be a real real possibility so that's i kind of put all my energy and eggs if you would in that basket so like school was an afterthought (laughs) but
0: okay so and then and and so that's the end of freshman year. Schools schools a little bit of an afterthought. At what
1: point? But like, well, it's also too. It no, it but it, it's also. yeah, but it's also too. When I say afterthought, it's not like mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it. At the end of the day, it's still Duke University. You know what I mean? It's still yeah. Duke university. It's still, very, yeah, university. it's still a very yeah. It's still a very prestigious and a very demanding academic school. So it's not like I was just not doing anything when it came of to course. school. It was just more like, you know, most of my day was football related activities as opposed to school activities. Right
0: that's the nature of the beast yeah of course so w- at what point do you pick your major
1: so fortunately for me bless your heart i had the best academic advisor shout out to heather ryan and oh and, and jeremiah walker was another one was also my guy um they were very good in the sense or very encouraging in the sense of like hey like do the class like when we were registered for class like pick the classes that was the most interesting to you or something that you would actually enjoy because um and just kind of get those out and just to feel them out to see what necessarily because we have with at duke there was a lot of of like you didn't have to pick your major till spring of your sophomore year i don't know I'm, i'm sure i don't know if every university does it that way but we didn't duke did it spring of your sophomore year you had is when you had to declare okay um so for that first semester and a half base or the for the first year and a half basically like they kind of want you to you know take the classes like i said like that you think would be you would enjoy this not just to kind of figure it out and maybe which department you would want to lean into because there's a lot of a lot of those cr- classes cross-listed with actual majors like i did a lot of you know film and creative classes and visual classes that cross-listed with english like i was getting english credit for that which again i don't know how duke was scaling it but in reality like when it came time for me to declare my major i had just looked at, at my i guess credits the classes at, at, yeah the at class the that's point. already had taken at that point So at
0: this point the classes you're taking you you were trying your best to pick classes that you had some big interest in for sure. somewhere
1: just exactly so
0: you're you're basically going on intuition and instinct when
1: you Exca- exactly class. just like what's like what's gonna like what am I not gonna dread coming to sit here for an hour That's and a half really and listen to yeah so,
0: so you weren't thinking I have to major in pre-law or pre no. business you're just taking classes that you think you'll like
1: absolutely not exactly all
0: right so now here you are second semester senior you got a, a second semester sophomore year
1: you have that to declared, declare your
0: major yeah. and you still don't really know what major to declare, but, but you know, you can look at the classes you've taken
1: and see and cross-tested a lot of them. Exactly. Are.
0: And so what, what, based on what you see, so you're, you're picking these classes based on your gut, things that you think you like.
1: I was originally not to cut you off, but I was originally going to major in theater theater. Yeah. Just because like it was, and again, this is, this is not undermining a, a theater major, but like it just felt like the easiest thing. Cause I was just acting classes. Like, cause I remember I had taken, two like one was like an improv class yeah which was was no that's what i'm saying which was a blast like i had uh, so much fun in it like it was a blast like we had a blast it was it was an improv class and there was another theater class that was it was like an intro to film class and i'd always been a big movie like i loved movies and stuff like that so i i had taken that and it was like a lot of the creative classes, like I was telling you, I had cross listed with theater as well. Like there was a lot of from, like it was a writing class, like like a screenwriting class. Though it wasn't necessarily you weren't over there writing papers; you were writing out movies or TV shows, which again was it was fun. Like that was like those are the papers I enjoyed writing.
0: Okay.
1: And um so a creative bent yeah like at at the time there was there was that because again it was just what do I enjoy it wasn't necessarily so much like do I did I see myself as a screenwriter like no it was just more like this is this is fun type of thing um so when I, I thought about doing that and my mom, that's what my mom actually was like. No, my <laughs> yeah, mom was like, that is not what you're doing. my mom, yeah, so my mom was like, abso- exactly, in theater. exactly. So
0: here's the thing where your gut saying I can do this. Yeah. And, but you have external factors in life saying no. You're
1: correct, correct. And that was more. But again, that was like I was just going to the theater out because, again, I was just like, whatever, I'm just here to get a degree. And right. like because football at the end of the day is what is going to be my take it out.
0: Okay, so so you try to go for theater. You have some external factors saying no, you're not. What's
1: the next? So yeah. So when I went back to the drawing board, I like I I looked at what I'd already taken. A lot of that had cross listed with English. Okay. And so I was like, fine. Like I'll declare, I'll declare, I declare English. Yeah, I was an English major. Ironically, I was an English major, and I work in finance goes to show you oh
0: my god we'll, we will get some finance eventually but this story's so fascinating Larry, so now you're an english major The end of sophomore year you're breaking even more records gaining even yeah. More attention in football yeah so right now you're an english major you're a football star wide receiver and focus is still on football yeah and it's the intention is only getting louder i'm assuming
1: at yeah this point. yeah uh and that and it was getting louder for two reasons especially because to your point like yeah like I, i kept progressing like i never had like i mean a sophomore slump i guess if you would call it that was like that's like a big thing at that level is the same thing in the professional level as well like you know you'll see guys who have a monster rookie year and then the next year you forget about them like you know what happened right so that was you know the like that was always in my head as well like especially after my freshman year like okay like I have to make sure i have to let everyone know this wasn't a fluke like it wasn't just a situation where i i got i happened to get lucky because i like like i i knew that's where i what i wanted to do and i knew that guy was good enough um but i just want i had to prove to my like make sure personally like hey i have to be ready to go as far as you know still I guess ascending as opposed to like just falling off the cliff right
0: and there's other factors in the sport of football that are way beyond your control correct so like quarterbacks correct quarterbacks, the team the offensive line the defense the correct coaching, all that stuff so you can only control so many variables there yeah but luckily it all
1: at this point it's all still it still worked yeah it was working out yeah and then um I would say It got really real because, yeah, because it even it just began to decline because we not only was I continuing to produce, but we were getting better as a team as well. Like the record might not have showed it, but, you know, we were putting certainly putting the ACC on notice at the time that like, hey, like this isn't the Duke of old, like this isn't just a game like for years and years. You know, there was a time where people would just, you know, circle Duke on the calendar, knowing like, or they would book us for home camp, homecoming. Like, this is, you know, a blowout. Like, you know, I mean, this is an automatic win. Where, you know, my freshman year, we had we had won five games. My senior, or my sophomore year, the next year, we ended up we only won three games that year. But like I said, like the there were a lot of those exactly things. like it was one of those things when we like we didn't get blown out the only game we got blown out to was against alabama like i mean well what it we supposed to do you know what i mean like what are we supposed to do about that um we played uh who else that like there, that's the thing there was no real like even so when we got an acc play like we were all we were very competitive yeah. like we might not have been pulling the game up but we were competitive so it just kept gradually building building and then from there. senior
0: year you guys had 10, 10 wins?
1: No, no, no. My senior year we had we had 6 wins. We finally went to the bowl, we finally got over the bowl game hump. But then the year after we left, I've left, that's when they won 10 games. Like 10 so then that's and then they played in the ACC Championship and it really started. So like cuz my cuz even my senior year too, we won 6 games. But also had a, you know, gauntlet of a schedule, like a really tough schedule. But even in those games that those other six losses, you know, aside from we played Stanford that year, they were really good. We got beat up pretty bad. Um, And we played Clemson that year. And they had, I mean, they were all world at that. That's when Clemson really started their, you know, run. Yeah. Um, We got beat up pretty bad there. But, I mean, we lost to Georgia Tech that year. Not too bad. We we lost to Miami that year, but I mean we lost like forty eight to fifty one. We so it was a game. Yeah, exactly. Like we we lost we lost to Florida State that year, but again it was it was we ended up only losing by, you know I think, ten or fourteen at the 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 final score we ended up losing by fourteen, but it was close all game. Like it was it was back and forth all game um
0: so it's a trip. like you're you're at a school that's transforming itself for the football program
1: correct It's becoming something bigger correct than it was when you went there correct and you're
0: also transforming you're becoming
1: i was being a part of that so that's what kind of like when you, when you were saying like buzz like that's what made it even bigger because because at that time too like and again credit to our, the staff and and the administration at the time because that's when they were getting a ton of money from from boosters like for the upgrades of the the facilities and stuff like right. that like because that wasn't that didn't happen before like we were there duke i
0: would imagine was up until a certain point was just basketball
1: yeah no that's all that's all they were yeah. up until the point so
0: you're there where football's making a name for itself you're making a name for yourself correct sophomore year is going great you're you're now an english major junior year you're really gaining a lot of
1: attention yeah junior year because again i was making all acc which helped um
0: all acc so that means you're 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 the one of the top wide receivers in an entire conference
1: in the conference correct know. yeah so i was getting those awards uh the records were coming and yeah so going into my senior year i had a chance to i mean it was that's when it really you know kind of was big because i had a chance to i mean rewrite every single record in duke's history at the position but also in the acc as a conference and that to me was kind of like my first and i'll be honest that was like the first wow moment for me in that position because again like you would have told like when if those guys were like when i was a 17 year old kid and they were recruiting me telling me like hey like come to duke and you know you could rewrite all like you would have the career i had i said you're you're, you know you're out of your mind like there's no way like, and so that was,
0: how do you think that happened Like, so
1: work. to, your head, work. Yeah, to You're be so honest, impressed. yeah, to be honest, like I, cause, cause I knew, and, and they'll tell you like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the fastest, I wasn't the strongest. It was for me, it was just like football, football is a game, you know, it's, it's a one-on-one battle. Like it's me versus you every play, you know what I mean? Like that's all I could control. All I could control is me knowing what I have to do to beat the, the DB that's covering me. And from a mindset standpoint, there was just nothing physically, like in my mind, there was nothing physically he could do that was going to stop me. And that was kind of just the attitude I took and like that. And I carried that into my life now. Thank God. Like, you know what I mean? Like shout out to football for all that. Um, but that was, it was just work. That's, that's all it was. So it was
0: like an internal drive. Like you, you committed yourself internally to just working harder than everybody
1: else. Correct i mean i was and that's how i had to do it because again the reality of the situation was like i wasn't the biggest i I knew i wasn't the most gifted out there i knew i knew there was guys physically better than me out there like i wasn't you know like i'm not naive to that front like i understand yeah my name might be at the top of the record book but like i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm a you know physical better specimen than calvin johnson like come on (laughs) like you know what i mean like i'm not I'm not like, I, I exactly God. like, I'm not like, are you like even the Peter works of the world? Like all these guys who, who I had looked up to, like, and now my name was going to be a, like sitting atop them. It was never like, Oh, like I'm better than you. Like, right. like Oh, that was never, it was just, I Was I just work got me in that position. I guess and things really. are like
0: the universe is aligning itself combined with your hard work and, and everything's taking off in a direction that freshman year 18 years old you never would have planned for yourself
1: yeah like and now and that was my whole thing too it was never like because you always hear the argument of of or not the argument but just the stories of like you know football is a way out for a lot of people you know what i mean like that or a lot of players that necessarily wasn't the case for me because i mean let's just call it how it was like i grew up on kubis like i grew up a kubis game middle class family like my parents you know like killed it in real estate like you know what i mean like they they i was i was okay you know like i knew i was okay but i i didn't like i used football as that like this was gonna be my way out like i didn't rely on that at all that like wasn't a driver. exactly that wasn't a driver that wasn't that wasn't in the back of my mind like oh hey if this doesn't work out mm-hmm. it's okay like i have you know keep a skating to fall back on like no like that wasn't my mindset was like no like this is how like exactly. yeah and i'm gonna prove to everybody else that i was good enough because to be honest with you there was a lot of times like <clears throat> there was a lot of times like i didn't feel like i would getting the credit i deserved and not that i ever wanted that like i was never like the guy who you know wanted to be in the papers or wanted or not that I, I didn't want to be in there it was fun don't get me wrong but i was never bragging about it like i was never like oh man or i was never throwing a pity party about it if things like that like it was for me it was just motivation in the sense of like okay like if if you don't think what i'm doing is good enough like i guess i gotta do like i'll I'll just do more exactly like i I gotta be better at it or this and that so that was a big driver in it as well and then like i said going into my senior year that's when things really kind of opened my i was just like okay like not that i yeah like i like i not that I belong. Cause I always felt like I belonged. Like I was always felt like I was good enough, but now it was like, okay, like now is a chance for really people to start like, okay, who is this guy? Yeah.
0: So, and, and it's working. I mean, you're getting a name for yourself for sure. On the national stage at this point. Now. For sure. And, uh, discussions about NFL and pro football are getting real senior yeah. year in college. You're breaking records are you still an english
1: major i'm still an english major <laughs>
0: that's like
1: super back burner at this point yeah and i was and again that was a blast but again i had actually enjoyed that to be honest with you um um it was and again shout out to duke they they they're very creative in ways to to help you you know accomplish your major like you would think like oh an english major i was sitting there probably reading you know these you know, 18th century literature pieces or stuff like, like, no, like that's not what we were doing. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. So that, that certainly helped the cause. Right. Okay. <laughs>
0: but so, so that's happening, but it's back burner because you have a, a legitimate shot here to go pro and you're healthy and the team's doing well, the school's yeah. doing well, you're doing incredibly well. It's the end of senior years now here now for, for a college football player D one, like right now actually so we're recording this in march which is combine time
1: Yeah right? combine I think today's the last day So
0: you're doing this stuff now you're yeah. in the combine
1: Yeah I went to the senior bowl which is like the biggest all-star game uh for college for high school or for college football
0: which means you were considered the top one of the elite
1: <laughs> Yeah I think there there was two yeah there was two teams I think 12 of us went so i think they're i think they six six from on each team they had so i think there was six of us so or 12 total were
0: simplifying this? so you were a top 12 wide receiver in the country to be on
1: that team i mean that yeah like that but that that's for also graduating class correct so there was you know my senior class or my senior year those there there's a lot of probably juniors who came out that, that were bad. yeah that yeah. were probably highly senior. rated. So yes, top, this was senior.
0: You're a top twelve senior. in the
1: Yeah, according to the senior bowl committee. Who you know, yeah, exactly. 15.
0: Okay, so like an all star committee kind of thing. So you're that's incredible. It's amazing. You get to the combine now. Now, what's your gut telling you throughout all of this? Like cause now, now at this point, there's got to be a thousand people telling, giving you a thousand. Of people yeah. You, Here's what you got to do. Here's where you got to go. Here's what's going to happen for you. What What are you telling yourself?
1: that was i was it was a lot of it was just to i was telling myself just to enjoy it like honestly like because there was a ton of a ton of it going on um and at this but again like and i was it was all to the point like to enjoy it, but also just like hey like you know you've you belong here in a sense like you know what i mean like yeah, you're not here by accident um and yeah and i was just kind of enjoying the ride but it was it was a lot because it is at this point it's an interview process you know like we're like the 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 tape is the tape is off you know now you have you know not many more opportunities to impress you know 32 teams right and you only need i mean at the end of the day, you only need one team to, to love you but now you have to impress you know you're on 32 different job interviews and you've got, an and agent that, you know, you got company. the agent, you do that whole thing. But now it's also, and fortunately at that time, you know, so the social medias of the world weren't nearly as big as they are now. Right. So, so we didn't have necessarily a platform or as big of a platform to kind of, you know, promote sure, yourselves yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. So a lot of it was a lot of one on one interviews. Like you did a lot of that at the Senior Bowl with teams. Um, and then you go to the combine and it's the same thing, a lot of interviews, a lot of, you know, hurry up and wait type of stuff. Like they have these schedules out for you. And then, uh, but no, and, and, you know, at that point you have your chance to showcase your actual on field skills in front of, I mean, not only 32 teams, but you have, I mean, the owners are there, the general managers are there, the scouts are there, coaches are there, you know, everyone in the business is basically there, uh. So yeah that was i mean i I, at times was a little overwhelming just because it's like oh like you know you hear about all this stuff on tv and you see it and like you're finally here and it's like whoa you know it's like do you
0: do you you, i I mean are you nervous are you exhausted are you is it like all of the emotions at once or you just you shut it it down
1: it was it was the it was a little bit of both i mean certainly exhausted um because again like i said like those are you're up at six and you're in those are you know 12 hour days 13 hour days uh, over there uh because you're always doing something like when you show up you go right to the hospital do all these blood works and do all these things and then you go through injury history and and man like they they go all the way down to the nuts and bolts if you will of of your i mean your your injury yeah. history yeah your physical health like all the way down i mean they. Even to the, I, I had broken my hand in in eighth grade, like and even asked me about that, I'm like dude, like come on, you know, I was, <laughs> you know, I was. You know, I was I don't I, even remember. That's right. what I'm saying. I couldn't even tell you much about it. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of that stuff, and then the, the they don't actually you don't actually test till the last day. Physically or
0: mentally.
1: Which Physically, like, like I'm talking on, about like, the running, like the forty and the vert and all that stuff. You don't, I mean, that's what you're there for. You know what I mean? Because that that could make or break a guy ironic like unfortunately leading
0: up yeah and i want to talk about that so so leading up to the physical stuff that's on tv the 40 yard spring and all that yeah. stuff you're doing all these tests and interviews
1: yeah you do you do the interviews yeah you do the wonder lick test one day you go through also a few seminars like financial seminars and business development seminars and stuff like that um <sighs> but you don't get much like every now and then you'll get some downtime Depend like fortunately for me I was able to get I would probably say more downtime than others because like at the senior bowl I got a lot of my interviews out of the way so that helped so when i got to the combine i wasn't i wasn't right. yeah exactly like mm-hmm. i wasn't just you know the teams that i already talked to at the senior bowl they had everything you know what i mean i didn't so i wasn't what, talking what, to them what's again
0: your, what's going on internally though like at this point are you like yeah i'm gonna make it this is gonna happen or or well yeah like i'm still a senior in college now you're still an english major like that's technically still happening you haven't graduated what's well, happening your second semester senior year
1: well technically i had i had graduated i didn't technically walk yet but i was done with, oh, school. You were done with school yeah I, I i was done in three and a half years
0: okay so I, you've got your un you've got your bachelor's degree from duke graduated as a major in english correct and now you're this is basically your job interviews pro football correct okay and your gut at this point saying okay this is gonna happen i'm gonna go
1: pro for football. sure like at that point in time i thought for sure like i didn't think like i had made it but i thought for sure like i was gonna like uh, like i'm going pro for sure all right and and Uh, and when i say made it like have it like i didn't think i was you know about to have a 10-year career like just right off the top of my head but i thought for sure like i had made it like i'm i'm wearing a jersey correct yeah like correct like I'll, i'll yeah like i'll do this for a living
0: Okay, so you're going into the combine, and and do you have expectations for yourself in terms? So the combine leads to the draft, uh, and and so you, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of how to frame this because I don't, I have no idea what our audience is going to be if they are people who know football or not. You and I obviously you know football better than anybody that's going to be listening, but so so you to get on a team you don't necessarily have to get drafted but getting drafted makes a huge difference
1: correct so i would say if you're a top i would probably say if you're a top 100 pick you're you're kind of solidified yourself and at least like by like making the team that year like you like solidified yourself like after that it's it's a coin like it's it's a crapshoot now the drafted guys i would certainly say get more of an opportunity than the undrafted guys okay but it's does like you being a 7th round pick doesn't mean anything to be like to a team to be, to be honest with you like right. it, like you're just as expendable as an undrafted guy okay. at that point like the first i would say the first 4 rounds which definitely the top 100 but i would say the first 4 rounds like you you are going to be good like but five six seven like you have to odds are against odds are against you're just going to get a lot of opportunity and if you don't make the most of that opportunity that's on you but like it's not a sure thing that you're going to make it that i would say if you're like in those those later rounds for sure that happens
0: over the course of one weekend you're going into the draft correct What's what's your gut telling you going into the draft my, everybody what's there i know there was church chatter and
1: yeah like no but my think. gut my gut was for sure telling me i was gonna get drafted yeah for sure that that for sure i thought was gonna happen so when that didn't happen that was certainly like you know a kick in the gut yeah. a, a, if you would say um
0: do, do a million doubts start coming into your brain at that point
1: no like not so much not not necessarily because like i knew i mean i had the tape i mean you could look at the four years like i did all these things like i think unfortunately what happened like and i didn't think about this at the time but you know after actually you know reflecting on it for a long time for me it was more i got comfortable and that's what ultimately like i would say bit me in the ass really and and I, and I use that now in such as life, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, they always say the whole thing, like it's, you know, it's, uh, like getting to the top is the hard part. Like, no, like staying there is the hard part. Like once you're there, it's great, but can you stay there? Wow. And that, that for me, I think is where I, if I could go back and redo some things, I, wouldn't have got like i just got comfortable like i yeah like i got and not comfortable in the sense that i stopped working or this and that it was just more of like i thought like what i did in college should have spoken for itself exactly when in reality it's just like that was then this is now like i, I should have focused on now and not been living in the past
0: what, do you think there was something inside of you that deep like deep deep down maybe i don't want to do this and so
1: like the football thing? Yeah, yeah. No, football was always. No, the football was always the thing. Like, and I I didn't say that to say because the big, one of the biggest questions I get now is like, oh, like, do you miss it? And I don't miss like, and my and my answer is always, would I rather be do- playing football than what I'm doing now? Sure, because like, yeah, like I obviously still still have a lot of love for the game, and like to make that kind of money to play a game is 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 yeah, like it's it could, it's the best job in the world. Let's just call it what it is. Um, so like, yeah, like if, if when you look at it that way, sure. But the grind and the, and the, the time and the energy and like the, the things you put your body through, like, do I miss that? No. Yeah. Like I don't miss that (laughs) whatsoever.
0: So so you, um, the draft happens. You don't, you say you don't get, yeah,
1: I don't get drafted.
0: Uh, but you're still going to go pro. How, how does that work so you you're undrafted at this point
1: yeah right? so under, So at this point it, it's kind of depending on who you ask you know it, it's kind of a blessing because at that point you get to pick where you want to go so you're able to look at certain situations so and see an
0: interesting decision yeah so now you're choosing where you want to go
1: yeah that's
0: a gotta be a and and depending on what team you choose it dictates your chances of getting making a roster correct and, and play for the correct so it's a massive choice yeah, huge <laughs> And you how old are you
1: uh at this point i'm 20 i'm 21 you're 21 yeah uh, 20 21 year old kid and whatever you're yeah 21
0: you you've, you've got to make a decision that that will alter
1: about to be 22 i'll be i have been 22 20, yeah 22 that august this so was in you may start
0: you know you were just approved to legally drink in the united states that year that's yeah. how young you are and you have to make this decision that will determine the fate of your potential professional. Yeah. A lot of opinions coming at you at this a, point.
1: Yeah, a million. Uh you obviously have you know the agent's opinion, you have, you know, my family's opinion, of certain things like that. Yeah. Um So how do
0: you how do you process all this pressure, all these opinions, and then go with your I mean, how did you what's that like? What's that decision making? How did you make your decision?
1: A lot of it was based off like I I certainly you know, cause I'd never been in this situation. So like you, you obviously lean on your agent at that point for, for some type of, of guidance. Um, also like my, you know, my dad, yeah. uh, but ultimately like what I it came down to me was like, I had looked what would be a, cause I basically looked at the roster and like who, you know, I went down the list of like who needed. Not know so much who needed receivers, but there wasn't any like I wasn't obviously gonna go to. I'm trying to think of a t- like back then. I'm trying to think of a team that was like maybe loaded at wide receiver or, or, or even something.
0: like 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 a Vikings in the '90s with Randy Moss. Yeah,
1: like to I wasn't go. I wasn't gonna I wasn't looking for a team that already had like a solidified one two because remember you only keep they only keep four or five receivers on a team. It's not like there's ten of us. Right. So I wasn't. I wasn't certainly not going to be looking for a team that had already had like a solidified one, number one and number two. You okay, know what so I mean? Because
0: strategically, there's a strategy
1: here. Correct.
0: You want to find a team that has a need at that position. Correct. So that narrows it down to, I would imagine, five or six teams.
1: Yeah, there was essentially it came down to to me for a, it came down between the Texans, the Raiders, and actually, I mean, the Dolphins weren't playing because the Dolphins had called me. Um, later in that day, like in the seventh round, and had said like, "Hey, we might take you." It, they had like one of their. It was they had like two picks in the seventh round or something like that. Like, hey, we might take you with one of these picks. It's like, oh, okay, great. Um, that ultimately obviously didn't happen. Uh, the Chargers were in play too. The Chargers had called that day also. Um. The Broncos were in play also because they had called and they had and I had worked out that whole offseason with like with Peyton Manning. That was at the time and he was over there, obviously. Cause that was when the time like Peyton would be coming to Duke all the time. So I'd worked out with him a bunch. Um so
0: But you're on un- so you're undrafted, you've got this list of five or six teams. Yeah. Really, I mean, awesome teams.
1: Ultimately, and so I ended up choosing Oakland, because of a few. I don't know, it was the, it was it was the Raiders at the time. They're in Vegas now, but this was Oakland at the time for a few reasons. One, because they didn't have like a solidified. They didn't have you know like a, an AJ Green or a Calvin Johnson or a, or um, like that. Like they didn't have like a big star. Yes. Yeah, they didn't have like a star um, at the time. They had a brand new head coach a brand new offensive coordinator. They had just traded for Matt Flynn from the Seahawks. So that brand new QB. Um, so it seemed like everything across the board was a clean slate. It was just going to be like an open tryout essentially because they didn't have, you know what I mean? Like they were still figuring it out themselves because like they just, again, they just brought in a whole new coaching staff. They just brought in a whole new, you know what I mean? They're leading receiver the year before actually having to be an undrafted free agent. Um, so there was there was there were those are the factors exactly to,
0: if i go and hustle i'll get a, i'll get my best shot to hustle
1: correct like i thought for sure that would be an area would be like an open an open slate because they didn't draft they ended up drafting someone that year but it wasn't until like the the seventh round um uh and the reason like so that that kind of played a huge that was essentially the the ultimate factor like the decision i guess that made that i made was just because of that like you just said just it was felt like an open open tryout i guess basically it was just this was gonna be at least where i thought going to be the most chance i have at an opportunity because they didn't really have anybody
0: yeah so so you make that decision thinking i'll go and i'll i'll show them what i can do
1: and Uh, i was wrong about that you
0: were well what do you mean what does that mean
1: like you're wrong it was i was wrong in the sense of of it being like i thought it was going to be an open tryout in a sense and no it was more they and i didn't think about this at the time but like obviously the nfl there's a lot of pressure not only on the players but also the coaches as well i mean you you know you have you know, you see it all the time, you know, coaches' lifespan's not very long, especially yeah. if they're not winning. So it w- that was a situation where, you know, I guess that staff felt like, hey, like, we need to figure this out now. So they kind of went with guys that had already been in the league, like not necessarily like they were superstars, but they already had an established position in the league right. where they were able to, I guess, pick up things faster and stuff like that, because... There's a big jump between, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I can only speak up for the offensive side of the ball. I can't necessarily speak for the defensive side of the ball, but there's a big jump between college and the pros when it comes to terminology, playbook, the whole thing. Like it's, it's a different animal. There's a mental, huge, academic aspect huge, this. huge, like, and I didn't really anticipate that either going in, you know, uh, I didn't think it was the learning. Curve. Exactly. Like I, I didn't think exactly like I didn't, and it's hard. Yeah. It's different. Like it's,
0: and so you've got to go learn all this sh- shit and then, and then
1: execute physically. Exactly. And then you have to go learn all this. And considering you're the undrafted guy, you don't get a lot of reps. So like, you not only got to learn it, but like the, the few times you do get in, like if you don't, produce you're fucked you know what I mean like you're it's it's like okay like next guy up you know what I mean like next guy you
0: make this decision this life-altering decision based on all the signs pointing to it's going to be a clean slate I'm going to have a great shot to to prove myself but then you get there and reality is it's not as clean a state as you thought it was going to be and there's some preconceived notions that you had there was no way you could have well maybe you could have I don't know could you have known some of those things going in at the time i mean hindsight's 2020
1: that's the problem no i mean unfortunately too which didn't help my cause like i i hurt myself in training camp also with the raiders which didn't help my cause at all obviously because i I mean i'm already behind you know i'm already it's already an uphill battle to begin with and then not actually being able to physically do anything like you're just at that point you're you're i mean for lack of a better word you're fucked like it's not like um so yeah so it, it's
0: so that's training camp and then you're with them for the preseason too so you're playing yeah a games.
1: so i got in yeah i was able to play in all the games um and yeah like i mean you just learn quickly like how much of a business it is up there it, it really is a business um but i was able to get in all the games and again like the, the the few times i did get in like i made the most of it i was able to you know have a catch in in every game uh which was nice um uh, I wish there was a little, like if the, the one thing that I guess what where I knew it was over for me at that place was in the fourth game with the preseason, we, cause usually the fourth game is supposed to be the game for, for like no start like no solidified starters play. This is like the game for for those guys on the cusp of like the roster making, like to give them like a full chance because in the preseason, you don't get many, you know, even in the games I was getting maybe a handful of reps. Like I was playing full game, like a full half or a full quarter. Like, no, you get a handful of reps and that's it. Like the, the fourth game is usually designed for this where, you know, you guys like myself would get like a full half or at least a full quarter to play. So going into that game, we were playing Seattle and going into that game, we were supposed to play like the second half. So at that point I'm saying in my head okay like this is it like this is the one this is going to be your shot like make the most of it because worst case scenario like if I do well and at the end of the day it's still not good enough for the Raiders it could have been good enough for somebody else you know what I mean because at least because the games every team gets to see like practices it's not like the stuff I was doing in practice, like whether it be good or bad, it's not like other teams were seeing that, you know what I mean? It's like the Raiders were shipping out our practice tape to other teams. Like it's not, that's not how it works. So the games are where you have a chance to everybody, everybody gets to see it. So like
0: there's another team that might need a wide receiver, they're going to see your tape.
1: Correct. Correct. And so in my head, it's like, all right, well, if it's not good enough for them, like maybe it's good enough for the chargers or good enough for the, whatever it may be. Um, or even because at this point, it's even doesn't necessarily like making a team, but just getting on a practice squad. Because practice squad at that point is just as valuable. Because cause being a practice squad guy, you're one play away from being an active roster guy, you know, one injury and that's like you're there, you know. Um, so whether it's whether it was good enough for the Raiders practice squad or whether it be someone else's practice squad, so be it.
0: So this fourth game is your chance to at least get practice squad,
1: Cor- correct? Keep, keep it alive. So we go. Going into that game, you know, we were told that, you know, we'd get the whole second half like we'd get a whole second half, the whole thing, whatever. So going second half comes, you know, the coach like, all right, like get ready, you guys are up, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we ultimately don't like it was me and like another receiver, um, who were like those cusp guys. Yeah, don't get like we got in like the last minute of the like or two minutes of the game like it was a joke so at that point i knew like all right like it's it for me here um now it's just thinking like do i continue to do this or like start my life um but ultimately i was like no like i still want because i still thought at least worst case scenario and again it's just so funny how the brain works thinking Cause I thought like, so when they didn't play me that game, basically I thought like, Oh, okay. Like maybe they're gonna, they did that on purpose because they didn't want to put tape out there because they plan on bringing me back to the practice squad right? type of thing. Like, no, I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. Like, yeah, I was wrong about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was cut. Uh, so I fly home now.
0: So now you're on this, at this point, you've been on a four year whirlwind tour of like football, 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 you're breaking records, making names, you're in the pros, uh, you made, you made a couple of huge decisions, uh, in terms of life altering decisions and you had to pick the team and everything else, but now you're home. It didn't work out there. You're home. And you have, what's your decision at this point once you're home? What, what are you faced with? You said, I could keep going or start my life.
1: Yeah, like, well, no, like, I, I knew I was going to keep going. I, like So at this point, it's just like stay in shape and keep in contact with the agent. And hopefully my agent gets me, whether it be a tryout somewhere or whether it be, because, again, injuries happen all the time. You know what I mean? Like, teams are always looking for bodies. So it was just at this point, it was uh, home, stay, like, just staying in shape doing that whole thing
0: the Raiders cut you
1: the Ra- yeah, yeah, the, the Ra- Raiders, cut you the Raiders officer, cu- yeah so the be, Raiders at this
0: point you're what would be called a, a free agent a free
1: agent exactly um so yeah so come home and then I was just staying in shape staying in shape uh I actually went back to Duke for a little bit and just kind of worked out there and just to kind of stay out of Miami like I didn't want to be down here um and yeah worked out worked out up there and then in december the browns called and the browns signed me to their practice squad which this, this is the squad
0: you were talking about from the from exactly so you're it, like okay i'm one injury away from
1: exactly so know. now like essentially how it works at that level is you have a 52 man active roster and then i think you have i think it's 62 uh, they just raised it now but i think back then you they allowed like I think it was eight guys on the practice squad or something like that. So I think it was a total of of 60 on, on a team. Um,
0: So your choice when you got home from the Raiders was keep working out in the hopes that I get a phone call basically or go find a career. Yeah. And, and why did you choose to keep working out in the hopes of getting a phone call?
1: Because I knew for two reasons. One, I still wanted to put, like, I still loved the game. Yeah. And I, and being at that level with the Raiders, like I saw, I saw it, you know what I mean? And like, I knew I was good enough at that point. Right. Like that was the thing with it. Like there was never a point like when I was up there or anything like that. And again, there was never a point where I was like, man, like, cause at that point I, I I'm controlling, I can't control. I'm controlling what I could control and what that is just my attitude and like coming to work every day and working. Like I can't, like, if I don't get in, that's not up to, that's not up to me yeah exactly like i'm not making that It's like um it's not like they called me in and i just like no nah, i'm good like don't worry yeah. about it you know what i mean like it was just it was never so it was at that point of just learning how to control what i could control really um and so yeah so so you
0: knew you were good enough
1: i knew i was good enough but it was just being a matter of, of getting the opportunity, finding a place that you um, gets the to opportunity grinding
0: in the hope of getting at least, at least one more shot
1: because you, for sure you've seen it now, you know, you exactly. Like I I've been there, like I I've, I've,
0: so it was worth in your, in, in your judgment, like you're, you're processing it on the inside and you're telling yourself, you know, this is a risk because I'm going to keep grinding and working out, which must have been grueling. Uh, but I don't know if I, it's not like, uh, you don't know if it's going to work out. You don't. Think you're going to get at, actually get yeah. a phone call, but it turns out you do. You you take the gamble. You bust your balls. You get a phone call in December, and now you're on the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yeah, now I'm on, on the, the Browns practice squad. Toward the squad. end of their season. toward the end of their season. Yeah, they weren't. Gonna, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't going to make the playoffs. Um, they had brought me on. I was there for like the last three weeks of the season. Um, which was great. It was fun. You know what I mean. Like I did the practice. You know, what I mean, I did practice squad things. You don't travel with the team and stuff like that. Uh, but did practice squad things, and then they signed me to a futures contract, which is essentially signing. Like they're essentially like I'm on the team. Like they're keeping my rights essentially till the start of the next NFL season. Um, so. That happens. I, I signed the futures deal. Like, great, come back home. Like, now it's still, it's back to working out. Like, it's like, all right, I'm back in the NFL now. Like, now it's not, now it's the offseason. Like, now it's just back to working out. Right. And they actually, and again, kind of how everything repeats itself. That was a situation where they didn't have,
0: they were kind of a mess.
1: Yeah, a huge mess. <laughs> they didn't have, <laughs> They didn't have like a real quarterback. Like, uh, uh, they had, it was like Jason Campbell, Brandon Whedon, and Hoyer, and uh, Brian Hoyer were the quarterbacks. Um, They just got uh, the new owner, uh, uh, Mr. Haslam, Jimmy Haslam, had just bought the team. Uh, They had just fired the staff that had signed me. (laughs) So now they brought in a whole new staff. Uh, they didn't really have josh Gordon was over there and he was like the real deal but he was always you know in the with the drug like failing drug yeah. tests and stuff like that he, he was always suspended um so they didn't really have like a, a true guy travis benjamin was there who had been there for a long time it was really good but he was just coming off uh acl surgery like he had just busted up his knee the year before um who else? They brought in like Miles Austin and Nate Burleson, who were old, oh, vet- right. yeah, older veterans. But at that point, they were, you toward know, the toward the, way toward the end of their careers. It wasn't, you know, the Miles Austin of Dallas or the Nate Burleson of Minnesota. Like, yeah, like it was, it was these guys. They were just older veteran guys. Um,
0: so the and that was it. Good, yeah.
1: Like- well, no, the offseason was looking good in the sense of like it seems because they didn't draft anybody that year either, which was because uh, everyone thought they were going that year. They we're going to take Sammy Watkins at number five and then traded and then traded it out the whole thing they didn't draft the receiver that year either so that was huge on my end because now it's like because if they would have drafted a first round pick like a receiver, if they would have drafted sammy Watkins that year like he's obviously guaranteed to make the team like you know what i mean like yeah like he's if their first guy like or even their second guy or their third guy like they didn't take any receivers so it's like oh man like here we go like this is you know this was a good chance and we actually started earlier that year than the other teams because in the NFL, if you have a new head coach, you're allowed to start like a week ahead of you get like an extra week or an extra two weeks or something like that. Okay. A, an extra oTA session you so get
0: you go, go- you go back out to Cleveland for the extra yeah
1: OTA. So, so we, we right? yeah, we we actually moved I actually stayed back out there because I came here in January. I worked out from January, February March. I was here and then april yeah cuz the draft was no cuz I was already there with the draft yeah we started
0: you were in cleveland during i was
1: the- already in cleveland during the draft so we started yeah like end of march cuz i remember i was here for miami music week which is now this time of year uh cuz my brother and these guys were doing the parties yeah. so i remember that and then i had left right after
0: all right so so now they haven't drafted a receiver Everything else is kind of chaotic. It's hard to the tea leaves.
1: Are hard yeah, to. exactly. It's just more. It felt more of just like okay, like this is more of a chance of just to get opportunity, the whole thing, and have a good off season with them, with the OTAs, and do all those things. Like, so I felt good coming back into training camp, like that August. And, and how, how does training just, camp go? So that so that goes. We do our four months things. <laughs> I show up the day of August the first day. And then they let me go and no, then we didn't even practice. I just showed up to the building. Like, Hey,
0: so you didn't, you weren't even like preseason
1: game. Doesn't even No, happen. We didn't even have it. No, act- I've no, never I
0: that to you. I, I've seen this hard knocks. I've watched it on, on HBO when they tell guys they're just letting go. Is, is it like that? They just say, Hey, we're letting you go. They don't give you any rationale at all, or it doesn't matter what rationale they give you.
1: I mean, some places are different than others. Like, uh um like the Raiders there was like they they said two things like uh, like yeah I, I saw the head coach against the Raiders like with the Browns I didn't see the yeah. head coach like they, don't, they didn't take me like you don't go through room to room like yeah. no like um did but, you see that coming let me ask you a bit. no the Browns the Raiders I did the Browns I had no idea. like that was really at the point of a thought process, like definitely crossed my mind like, like damn like what more do i need to do like punch. exactly like talk about a gut punch because again it wasn't like i literally showed up the training like it was a day we didn't practice it's not like i had a horrible practice okay like you know get rid of this guy it was like we didn't even practice i just had showed up and ran our it was funny because the 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 director of player person i don't forget who it was at the time but the player operations guy called me i had missed the call went out to, because we had a conditioning test that day like went out did the whole thing like you know passed the conditioning test of flying colors come back to the locker room i had the missed call so i was like oh like i called the guys like oh hey uh Connor just so and so like um uh, i need you something like hey like we're, we have to let you go like don't worry about he didn't even know i was there in the building because veteran because i technically wasn't a rookie at this point like this wasn't technically my rookie season
0: yeah
1: um so the veterans weren't there yet like so it was the rookies and like second year guys had come up because i didn't have an accredited nfl season technically uh because i wasn't on a i wasn't officially on a roster yeah an active season um so like the rookies were there and then guys like myself were there um yeah so the guy who called me didn't even know i was in the like he thought i was reporting he was
0: trying to catch you, before
1: you exactly he was me. even trying to catch me before like i even flew to cleveland actually like hey like i was like yeah like i'm in the building he's like oh well i'll see you in oh, a second cool. yeah <laughs> i was like oh great awesome so do you know what the
0: call's about at that point is it weird you're getting a call from the player personnel guy
1: yeah, like well, no, because I thought it could have been something like they needed some piece of information or something. Right. Like you know, what I mean, like that was the, I was I was not expecting that call at all. Like least of my of my worries at that point in time.
0: So he he gives you the. At some point, you go into the office and they give
1: you the. News. Yeah, and I basically you sign. Yeah, you sign your release, and they give you a ticket. Not, not even an NDA. It's just like uh, uh, something like yeah. I don't even know what the what it is anymore but they you sign uh a oh, release you know, plane ticket home. yeah they give you a plane ticket home they yeah well, they at least cover that expense <laughs> um
0: so that day you're on a plane home
1: that day or that that night i was on a plane home yeah
0: what decision are you faced with it at that point it's the same decision you were facing basically
1: like do I, do, doing, do I want to keep doing phone call? do you keep doing this or do you just hang it up so then it's a crazy thing like i so i was let go from the from them uh, unfortunately the timing of that sucked because like it's one thing if they if the they would have let me go in december like and i had all off season to work with somebody so now like i've spent all off season with a team learning the system doing all these things and then the day before training camp they let you go so now it's like you're starting over in the sense because even the next team that brings you on let's say like say if i was giving another shot like i'm already i mean you play you have a you have a game in, and you know an official game in three weeks you know what i mean like you're you're already you way be- exactly like you're already way behind the eight ball and they just getting used to guys and everything. and at that point in time it's not like like the mindset too of a training camp is like the season like we have to like the mindset is like not win yeah exactly games, exactly the you're mindset a shit out to win game exactly like the mindset is like we need to win not the mind you know what i mean so like at that point i was just way behind the 8 ball which which was the gut punch, because then the the Bengals had called me actually and so i i was let go on a thursday i was claimed on cuz you you have to clear waivers i was claimed on The next day, I was claimed by the Bengals, so I was on a plane on Sunday. Like I got home, I landed in Miami on Friday, and I was on a plane on Sunday. You don't even have time to process. Yeah, exactly. Like I was on a plane, and I was back in Cincinnati on Monday, and was you know again just all right. Like let's try, try, yeah, let's try to make this team. Yeah, now I'm with the Bengals.
0: Uh, so you're still in terms of decisions you're making in your life. You haven't really had to make a decision yet
1: because you go it's exactly you like they're making them for you. You're in
0: Cincinnati. You're your your training camp preseason in three weeks.
1: Yep, not even pre Like, like I got to Cincinnati on Monday because this was already because at that Cincinnati already started essentially because you know they they got there the week before and so they already had a weekend and you know I literally got there on Monday. And we were playing on Thursday. We had a game on Thursday. So did it was, you play in that game? Yeah, or? I played in that game. In the game. <laughs> well, it was, it was the thing. It was just like that's the business of it. It was it was just I learned the game plan. Like I didn't worry about the playbook. It was just like what are we doing that week? And like that because obviously like in the preseason, you're not going over every play. It's just like this is this like it's, it's it's simplified. It's yeah. simplified very much. So, so it's still
0: a cha- It's still technically a chance for you to show. Correct. You do something. And, and you, how, how does that go? That
1: goes well. It's a good week. of. Pra- I mean, I was just uh, like busting, like, again, like a good week of practice busting my butt in practice doing a lot of special team stuff. The whole thing. I had a, a guy from Duke was there. This guy, Vinny Ray It was awesome. Uh, he, I mean, he helped me out a lot. Like he saw so, uh, like off times and stuff and hang out with him. Uh, my buddy Jack was out there also who, who played football with me at Duke, but he didn't play like his, his football career was, was done after college, but he was living out there. So I was able to see him uh, a few times, which was nice. But, um,
0: so you're now a, you're a year out of Duke.
1: I'm a year. Yeah. About a year and a half.
0: You've gra- so you've been a college graduate for a year and a half now Yeah, playing in the, I mean, you've been playing in the pros yeah. having a pro career and, uh, you're a you're a graduated English major. You're you're with the Cincinnati Bengals. You're still trying to make the active roster. Yep. You get through preseason. The last play I remember is you catching a touchdown and double coverage.
1: Well, that again, that wasn't even that wasn't even so yeah. So that happens. We get to the game that week. We're in Kansas City. That was week four. That was the last. No, season. that was that wasn't week four. That was like week. That was their week two of the preseason because they had actually. I think. <clears throat> I want to say, I'm pretty sure they actually played in the Hall of Fame game that year, Cincinnati. So they had started early. Okay. Um, I wasn't there for that. Like, I, I wasn't there for that. Um, so the next week we played, and yeah, like I was able to get in on the last, uh, one of the last quarters of the game. We drove down there, had a two minute offense going. It was nice. And yeah, I was able to run, I ran a slant route, caught a touchdown, um, and that was it so like at that point i'm saying in my head like okay like at least i bought myself another week here i caught a touch exactly like i just like exactly like i just caught like you know what i mean like like, i literally was here you know 72 hours ago got do all this thing was able to do this like make a play fine cool like at least at least at this point i'm not even so much on the offense at least at this point it's like okay at least maybe now from a special team standpoint like okay like this guy's this guy's someone maybe we might be able to use exactly like we go find a place for this guy at least it just bought me another week that was literally my mindset like that night going out the thing show up the next day (laughs) show up the next day with uh we come to practice like checking the whole thing there's someone waiting for me like the guy like that whole that whole thing you see on tv that happened so they let me go that that the next day and then at that point it's like okay like i did in my head, I'm saying to myself, like I've done everything I could physically do. You know what I mean? Like there's not much, I don't know what else like they're expecting of me in that sense. So that was, you know, helped like, er, or I guess that was helped me like rationale, like more of like, okay, like maybe it's time for me to like move on with this.
0: Is this the first time that thoughts crossed your mind?
1: yeah yeah that was the first time that probably because again at that point it was just like, like i don't know what else i could do here you know what i mean and so that's
0: that's a fact so this is the most fascinating decision that we've talked about so far on this podcast it's getting long i'm sorry we'll wrap it up soon
1: no no i don't know all the time in the world
0: like so you you have busted your ass now for since high school yeah this thing yeah. it gets better and better and better and better yeah you've proved yourself nationally breaking records in college Yep. Yeah. getting getting your own college onto the national scene yep yeah. uh you don't go drafted but you still do well in camp yeah. you do well in the preseason you don't make the roster so you, you grind it out again a second year you're with the brown no excuse me same year you're with the browns practice squad they cut you Yep. Yeah right before training, camp. A chance to yeah. do training camp. Yeah. And I hear you already get thrown into a ridiculous situation with a third team.
1: Yep, yeah. You
0: do enough to at least say, Hey man, I'm here. I I'm physically capable of doing it. Yeah. And now for the first time you're thinking maybe this is it. Like there's nothing, what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. What were your choices? If you, if you had said I'm done, your choice was go,
1: I, I didn't have, like, it the was choice was just home. Like, it's not like I had something waiting for me. Right. The choice was just figure it out. um So I come home, lo and behold, the lions called. Uh, the lions called. So I flew to Detroit. I went to Detroit because essentially, like, I had a conversation with my dad and his his advice was like look, look look just keep doing this until the phone stops ringing yeah essentially which which at that point is like yeah like it made sense because at that point you never know like because again like the lines could have been a situation like i went to the Detroit reluctantly because i just didn't know you know what i mean but then in reality the situation was like it, it, you never know you know like you never you never know and then when i got to detroit i was just there i was a body in detroit like that detroit had no intention of 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 keeping me around like it was i mean that was again calvin johnson was there and he he was toward the end of his career but like guys like that who are well established like they don't do much in the training camp like we just get you ready for the season type of thing so like i was i was just basically a body out there like a guy just running routes and and so you know guys like the calvin johnsons of the world like golden tate they just paid golden tate a lot of money so um you know he wasn't you know i mean they weren't gonna burn him out in training camp and stuff right. like that same thing in cincinnati like i mean aj green was over there um you know he you know he And he,
0: you're fighting against how many other guys
1: yeah, you're fighting against guys who not only have already been there, but who are there they're all off season. Like you're, they know the system, they know the Diana, system, they know the whole thing. Like a veteran. exactly, you're, it was it was a uh, it was a long shot to say the out. least. Yeah, to say the least. So then they that doesn't work out. Uh, I got cut on the the last cut from Detroit, which I knew, which was to be expected.
0: But that says something that you're each in each of these scenarios, except for the Browns. Sounds like because they cut you before training camp, but you're making it to the last
1: cut. Well, the Bengals too, because the Bengals, because the 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 Bengals and the Browns were right next to each other. All right. So like that sequence, like the Bengals was it wasn't the last cut, but yeah, the the Lions. Yeah, the the Lions was the last cut just because of the timing timing of it, basically. Yeah, just basically of it.
0: So now the Lions are the fourth team you've gone through this with now the
1: fourth team yeah in, in uh the now. fourth team of course yeah two years
0: two years and two it's not two years like you stop. two years of working out I just
1: yeah i keep doing the whole you're thing not with a team you're
0: doing it on your own with a trainer yeah talking to your agent yeah everyone giving you an opinion
1: yeah
0: lions caught you yeah and you go into the lions already thinking this is probably getting
1: a little yeah crazy. like i knew going into the lions that wasn't like I wasn't it.
0: (laughs) So, so the lines happen. And then you make a conscious decision at that point. I'm done with football.
1: Yeah. I made at that point I was, I I started to like make calls to, to figure out the next step. Whatever you're going to do. Yeah.
0: Which you have no idea, but your gut, your, your instinct is telling you I have, there's nothing left for me to do here. It's not meant to be. Yeah what's that like after spending how many years at that point of your life you started at 12 13. this is
1: chaos that's what it was because <laughs> it was just it was like it was honestly it was it, I guess it was purgatory in the sense of just like I don't I have no idea like where to even start yeah when it came to like an actual career like no idea right um so ultimately I I, I didn't even do that I I, cause I didn't want to be in Miami like Miami wasn't I just didn't want and not because I didn't love Miami or this I just didn't want like there was just so many questions in Miami
0: let's get your home it's eat.
1: exactly like and, and knew, and I, like and I'm back and everyone knew and like in the reality of the situation and not that I'll change anything of it for the world but <laughs> like you know grew up on Key Biscayne you know not many you know I was the first guy to like be in this position for, I mean since Al basically you know uh uh a long time so everyone on the island had knew about it like the whole thing uh obviously even at duke like the situation at duke no one at duke had um like been in that position like i made that I, much like, noise. exactly made that much noise in, in quite some time especially when it came to with with football and, and the nfl and stuff like that and not and not making it it was just like all right like i didn't want to like i wanted to be away from all that like i just wanted to be away from the questions so i actually went to uh, uh california I moved to uh, L.A. at the time for like I was out there for like eight months. Just to, just, to just basically yeah. I had some money in my pocket and like let me just go out there. I enjoyed, I loved California at the time. Like I right. when I was in Oakland, I had like I mean I had hopped on a plane every weekend basically just to, like it was I you know an eighty dollar flight right down right down the right down the coast to LA. I had friends out there already. um, And I, and like, it was, so I went out there. But you're not not working
0: out anymore. Like
1: you're you're No, I'm still, I'm still in the gym. Like I, like I, cause that was routine for me. Like, and even still to this day, that was, that was routine for me um, in the sense of, like I it was a part of your life exactly like I had been doing that since and high you school weren't
0: working out saying I still want to go pro
1: no I was just you're staying in shape like and I, I mean I was playing a little like a friend of mine you know Jason Eskenazi was you know played in a bunch of uh like flag football leagues out there and stuff like that so like I was doing that with him you know and we were you know dominating in those, uh which was fun
0: uh so in terms of life choices here now you're you're on like a sabbatical here trying to figure out the next step. Cause you, up until this point, there was no next step. It, it yeah. Was football. So it was football. You're taking these eight months in LA at some point, you've got to come home and now, I don't want to say face the music, but you've got to come back to reality and say, okay, well, i mean what, what how do you how do you process things at this point what, what are you what are your instincts? you know your instincts at least telling you okay i know i'm good at this or i have an interest in that yeah or i have friends in this business like what's happening here to help you navigate that chaos
1: it was more not like as a thing i wasn't like i was avoiding it at all costs to be honest like i i, I that's a big reason i went to la too was like i i was like i just was again so far from like what would i even do next like i don't even know what to do um so i i had a few meetings out in la too from like i I got into the dude network and stuff like that and and like i said i went back to the whole entertainment thing because that i enjoyed that you know that was actually you know fun so i had a few you know meetings there was i mean
0: were you in some improv classes
1: no no improv classes but there was uh you know a few people i spoke to out there that happened to be at duke that were you know in pretty pretty powerful places uh out there um but again like that whole conversation was because a lot of it was in the entertainment industry and like with these agencies and stuff like that And a lot of that was yeah, yeah a lot of that was like you know yeah like we'll call you, we'll call you but also but like it's not like you're coming like, it's the mail room it's this it's you know what i mean like it's yeah. moving your way up and you know you're making 30 grand in california which you know you're essentially making nothing you're working for free essentially Uh, yeah you know uh, so like it was that whole conversation I was like well I mean I can't necessarily do that Uh, and then that year like when I was out there playing football I'd actually visited my friend Jordan who I'd met when I was in Cleveland who was still on the Browns at the time and my buddy Cooper who I played with at Duke who was on the Seahawks at the time uh, I saw Jordan in November and then went out to see Coop that December, something like They were in the playoffs. Um, no, it was December right before the playoffs. They actually won the Super Bowl that year, though. Um, it was in December, something like that. And after those two trips, I kind of got like, the bug again okay. like man like maybe i'm not because i was still at this time i'm still only 20 i'm 24 or 24 yeah like i'm not 23 24 and i got the bug again like maybe i'll give this one more shot and i had i moved home that's when my mom was had breast cancer at the time so i came home and i packed my stuff up and went back to durham so I went back to Duke to start working out again wow. to train for their combine or the pro day, Duke's pro day. Cause Duke's pro day was coming up that I caught the bug in December and Duke's pro day was coming up in March. So like I went up to Duke for in January, right after new year's, January so 5th, to
0: another three months of grinding,
1: basically like three months of doing like the pro day and I'll run the 40 again. I'll do all these things again. You know what I mean? and did that because that was also i mean to backtrack like that was also one of the knocks like coming out of my senior year like i didn't test all that great like my my 40 and all that stuff like i didn't test i made i didn't test off the charts at the combine, at the combine and stuff like that i didn't test off the charts. but you know my thing was and again this was just getting comfortable you know and not and not during the process my whole thing was like look i have four years of tape like just put on the tape you know what yeah. i mean like that like but the i mean but the teams you know what i mean That was an interview process and they put a lot of emphasis on these drills and stuff like that and and to me it was just like again i thought i was bigger than than the process you know what i mean which stupid <laughs> like looking back on it but so like all right let me go through that pro let me do this for them like the pro day and do all those things for them so like you know run fast do all these things whatever so go through that you know blow it up like have an off the charts pro day uh in durham at duke uh do really really well and at that point in my head i was like okay like i put this to bed like now there's nothing else i could physically do for you guys because like if if the knock before was like oh he's slow or this or that whatever it may be fine but I just put all that conversation to bed based off this, uh, based off my pro day here. So if the phone doesn't ring at this point, it's like, all right, like there's nothing I could physically do more at this point. Yeah. And that's essentially what happened. Like the phone, uh, the phone did ring, uh, the Packers called, uh, and I went for like a workout with them that just ended up, it was, it wasn't even like a, a training camp thing. It was just like a workout I came in for like a workout with them. Um, and that that didn't come to anything and then uh that was it so at that point it was like okay like i i I could be at peace now
0: now i know like
1: Like, yeah now now i just be at more peace now walking away from the situation to to
0: complete unknown
1: to complete on like okay, like now what? Now I've now li- you now. said earlier,
0: light. Like, now my life begins.
1: So yeah, basically, like now, okay, like now this, I guess, act two of my life.
0: All right, so I, I I'm I'm 42 years old. I I've tried law, politics, government relations, fundraising, nonprofit leadership. I'm still trying to figure out what my career is. In a lot of ways, <laughs> um, I, I wonder if anyone ever does. But how here you are trying to start your career. How
1: do you weigh what to do? I, I, you majored in English. Exactly. Like I I had no idea. Like the only thing I like jumped on right away was just because I had my real estate license just because, because my parents, yeah, it was a family business and I had got it. I had got it when I had got back from Oakland and in between the time from Oakland to Cleveland i had got my real estate license just to, so, just so to so get it that's
0: like a day you so see you're doing that at least you're you're
1: yeah like, but that was that i day. wasn't even really i wasn't even really doing anything with it because it wasn't like real estate you know back then not that again not that it wasn't but it wasn't like i got into the profession like you know a year and a half, or 18 months ago when everything you know, was you know crazy life. you know what i mean like it was just like I just had it to had it to basically help my mom and dad out like to deal with stuff they didn't necessarily want to deal with you know
0: so they, but day to day you're doing that like
1: it's it's what you have but yeah you. but it, it wasn't not, but nothing I'll, calling you to real estate exactly and there was certainly nothing calling me to real estate but it was also like I wasn't grinding for to find real estate like I the the real estate stuff I was doing was like if you know my you know, my mom got caught up in traffic down South and had to show an apartment there on Brickell. Hey, go show it for me. Or like, right. same thing with my dad. Like, Hey, like, you know, I'm busy doing this. Go show that, you know, it was like, that was the real estate I was doing. I wasn't so much like knocking on doors or doing like, I wasn't trying to get in the real estate business. Okay. So, but you
0: don't know what business you're trying to get. Into.
1: I wasn't, It wasn't for me. It was just like uh, to make some money.
0: How, how do you process next steps there? You, you, I, well, I know your story because, cousins but like so how how do you process going from pro this thing that you worked on for almost a decade of your life to figuring out a next step what what are you what are you doing internally is there some voice inside of you saying all right try this call this guy
1: yeah like i because i knew or like Right away, it just, it, it, the the thought of like, okay, like go be a coach came to mind. Do you know what I mean? Like just to stay in football, the whole thing. Cause I mean, it was something I loved doing. It was all I knew, you know? And, and so certainly that made the most sense at the time. Like, oh, just, you know, like that's, um, I obviously know the game. I obviously, you know, had a successful career, you know, the whole thing. Like, I, I'm sure I could teach this to somebody. Um, so yeah, like I started fielding those phone calls. But the thing with the coaching industry is, As as great as it is and as lucrative as it can be, like unless you become an actual position coach, like there's it's like it's there's no guarantee you get there. You know what I mean? Like it's still just like in any industry, like whether you're going into the workforce, it it starts like, you know, you basically start at the bottom and work your way up. Yeah. And you know, considering things that aren't in your control, like opportunity or opening positions like you know you might be bouncing around place to place because for for a long time not making that much money
0: and you had just been doing that trying to be a receiver you weren't interested in
1: doing. (laughs) yeah like I, i i i would do the coaching thing but it was more of just like there's not a ton of security i mean again like you're moving i mean like i mean my friends at duke are dealing with it now i mean they were there for so long and now i mean they they just all got all got let go so now it's like now what you know i mean like figure it out but like you you have there's so much turnover in that business that you know you're moving from place to place to place you know what i mean so it's just like do i really want to do that like i just did that like do i really want to do that again something
0: inside of you is already telling you here i want a little more stability and security
1: yeah like some like my internal thought was like that makes the most sense to do but do i really want to do it like that was the conversation i was having with myself like Yeah. Like that certainly makes the most sense and and on paper. And like, yeah, like as far as trajectory, like I'm sure I could have probably considering like the career I had and things like that. I'm sure my, you know, my path might've been a little faster than someone who, who wasn't in my position or wasn't in my shoes, but it was still there was still no so guarantee.
0: He's telling you, yeah, guarantee.
1: like there's still no guarantee. Like I'm gonna be a position coach by next year and like have any type of security. Like no, that's that doesn't exist in that so profession. You, security
0: becomes a priority.
1: Stability. For sure. Okay. I, I mean, unfortunately, I just think that's you know the the social convention, like human construct. Like yeah, like I mean, I heard you talking about it with Ali. It's just like hey, like you know, I gotta fix I gotta make money. I gotta start my life. I gotta do this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I needed a paycheck. Like yeah. you know, I couldn't. Like yeah, I was living at home. Great but I, I still needed to figure out, like I need to, I need to figure this out here. Cause I blew all my money in LA. Like I was, you know, it's not like I came back with any money. Any NFL money you had. Yeah, like I, yeah, basically any NFL <laughs> money I made was gone.
0: So, but today we know you, to, to remind me of your title again, your.
1: Global, finance, uh, no! Uh, yeah, well financial advisor, but a global sport and entertainment associate director
0: and global sport and
1: entertainment associate director, associate director. Associate director. yeah.
0: That, how, I mean,
1: how does that come about? How
0: does that come about? Because it, were you ever thinking, oh, I like finance and I, I no. think I can
1: get it. No, last, I, I thought I'd been an astronaut before I'd been a financial <laughs> advisor. <laughs> so, Honestly. And this is the other second half. Like, yeah. Like, we, uh, we don't need
0: to go over for two hours, but like,
1: how? This could be part two of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. This part, part, what part, what time, part time is it? Two. Yeah, we're going yeah, to we're gonna have to. We're going to have to
0: because, uh, I mean, I guess it's more life and opportunities presenting themselves. Yeah.
1: But because this is, and also I would say, like, this part of life is a totally different mindset than the first part of life. In what way? In the process, in the way of like human construct, in the sense of like, because before, like, I was so programmed to be like, I have to do X, Y, Z before I do A. Like, that was always my thought process, always. When in reality, like it doesn't have to be that way. Like it could be just like, Hey, like, you know, you could jump and figure it out on the way down. Yeah. When before it was like, I never, that was never a thought of mine. It was always just like, so like the things you said of like, let me, let me go be a coach and figure it out. Like, nah, like I I was always thinking of the reasons why it wouldn't work out instead of maybe the one reason why it would work out. Right. So same thing with like any other, same thing with real estate or same thing with any other profession I thought of doing like, like, ah, like that's stupid. Like, and when in reality, it's like, I had no fucking idea. Like it could have been the smartest thing for me, but it was just always like, I would always think of the, the reasons why it wouldn't work out. And of the one reason why I would, right. whereas now I don't like my mindset's different. It's possible. Exactly. It's possible. So it's possible in the sense of how I started in the finance industry. Right. Cause going into it, I was like, there's no fucking way. Like you could ask <laughs> any, I mean, you guys, anybody, any of my family members, anybody, the last job on earth probably they thought I'd be doing right Finance. now is this <laughs> <Finance and numbers. laughs> honestly yeah. like it's no it's and that's and that's life I guess
0: that, and that's that's why I'm even doing <laughs> these things because I, I just think how we end up where we are is, is never what we were planning
1: no never like like I said I if you would have told me if football didn't work out what would be you know your top five jobs I'm telling you right now an astronaut would have been on there before. <laughs> like I thought I'd be on the fucking moon before I'd be doing, yeah, yeah. Before, before I'd be, you know, investing like, or, you know, investing wild. for people. It,
0: wild. But it worked out and you're in a good spot now. Yeah. Well, let's do part two next time. All
1: right. Thanks. Perfect. Man.
0: Yeah.